0: You hear a lot of talk about inequality, but um, you have to ask inequality of what? You know, anytime you make a, a grand statement, a generalized statement about something existing um, in the real world, you have to say something in existing in what circumstances? You know, given what factors? Uh, this is this is crucial because. Uh, without context, things are essentially meaningless. So I'm going to put something into context for you. Um, when I was a kid, uh, in first and second grade, uh, we lived in... My my mom had left my dad and uh, checked up with a, a new guy, uh, my soon-to-be first stepfather. Um, and we moved to this gritty city uh small very small city um called Biddeford Maine and uh it was a fairly poor city and uh you you, most people would call it working class although that that sort of means nothing to me because most everybody works um and class system doesn't make much sense to me but anyway um that helps you picture this town. And the school that I went to, this, this was just first and second grade, and amusingly, the school itself was literally just first and second grade, um, which is somewhat rare, but apparently not super rare in Maine, because uh, there was another much richer town that I lived in that also had a, a school that was literally just first and second grade. And, and this school, um, actually both of those schools, and both of those towns were literally just two two classrooms, uh, one on top of another. <laughs> the first level was first floor was first grade, and the second floor was second grade. Um, so there was this big squarish building, and if you can picture the uh, the the yard um, of the school that I went to in Biddeford, um, there was nothing in it, and by nothing I mean. Nothing artificial whatsoever, and basically nothing natural whatsoever either. It was literally just a dirt, uh, primarily a dirt um, yard because of, you know, 50 school kids running around in it every day. Uh, There was nothing that grew. There was no landscaping. uh, It was just a fenced-in yard that was all dirt. So we had to amuse ourselves when we were out on recess. And um, one of the things that people had come up with to do during their recess was to play marbles. Now, um, I'm not sure exactly how it happened, whether I got marbles first before we started playing this game, Uh, and I brought my marbles to school, or if I saw other kids playing marbles and told my parents that I needed marbles. um, I I don't actually remember what instance. I I imagine I probably had some marbles already, uh, but I don't know. But regardless, at one point... um, I actually collected a, a nice bag. <laughs> it was ironically, I remember this very distinctly, and I, I still have it, or at least I got another one, but I believe it's the same one that I had. Uh, but it was a Crown Royal, which I believe is rum, um, but it's some sort of alcoholic drink. I had a Crown Royal bag, which is this very pretty sort of bluish purple uh, with, with sort of yellowy gold thread contrasting trim uh, and, a, and a very elegant sort of satiny. Drawstring uh, on it, and I—that's what I get my marbles. In. <laughs> it was—it um, was sort of exemplified in my life, sort of this this exquisite, fancy, high quality, uh, but being used for a, a totally unrelated purpose, uh, creatively by little old me, um, and, and and totally not knowing what I was doing. Um, But anyway, so I had this bag of marbles and um, at one point it got quite large because I don't know whether I collected more marbles on my own um, or I I know in one case my my aunt, one of my uh, more eccentric aunts, actually my only eccentric aunt, uh, the one who lived in Amsterdam and was a belly dancer in a Turkish restaurant. that's how eccentric she was. Um, she gave me some marbles that were clay, that were handmade clay marbles and hand painted or whatever, from Holland, I believe, or somewhere in Europe. Uh, so I had these fancy marbles, although they were clay and they they weren't glass. So they were much lighter. They were unusual and they didn't work very well for the game. But nonetheless, I had these these marbles. So I had you know I had a nice hefty bag of marbles, which I. Sorry, proud of. And interestingly, though, the game that we played most of the time in the yard at school was a game that was somewhat akin, I don't remember entirely the rules, but um, it was somewhat akin to um, golf combined with croquet. So at the uh, by the stone wall um, on one side of the yard, we would dig a little hole with our foot with our shoe, um, it was a couple inches deep and probably a couple inches wide. Um, and that was sort of the, the goal. The idea was to get your marbles into that hole. Um, and you had to stand, you know, five paces back or something, 10 paces back, I don't know. Um, and draw a line in the sand and you had to start your marbles there and you could only shoot your marbles with your hand um, along the ground was kind of like golf in that sense. And in the sense of croquet, there were you could um your marble didn't necessarily make it all the way to the end um to get into the hole in one go. So you could actually uh there would be other marbles in the root and you could knock somebody else's marble out of the way or you could knock your own marble into the hole. Um I'm not sure how well this worked, but I remember this, so I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. But the the idea was that you didn't need very many marbles for the game. Uh, There were, you know, you you tended to only have a couple of marbles on um, going at any given time, at most. Because, you know, once you got a hole, once you got your marble into the hole, you take it out of the hole and rack up a point. And then use that marble again. So anyway, so this... This was what we did most of the time in the yard, Um, not all the time. Um, But then when I was uh, in third grade, we moved, uh, or between second and third grade, we moved to, that was actually the rich town that we moved to, um, called Falmouth, Maine, which is right next to Portland. And it is the richest town in Maine. And we were one of the poorest residents of the richest town in Maine. my dad might have been fairly well off, but my mom and now at that point stepfather, um, they were they were which again which you might call working class. They uh, they worked in various normal jobs like being a salesperson, and they they worked for a bunch of different places. Anyway, so I moved to this new school, and nobody played marbles there. All the games they played, they played kickball. I loved playing kickball. I was one of the only girls who played kickball, and the, and I was fairly good at it because I was a, I was a hearty little strong girl at that point, and and I I liked kicking the ball, although I probably didn't kick it quite as hard as the boys did, but um, I still kicked it, and I was pretty good at it. Um, And then the girls, mostly on the other side, played four-square and they only needed one ball for that and it was a school ball so you didn't need to bring anything. Um, And then some of the other kids played on the playground equipment and I often walked off in the woods just wandered alone. Uh, If I wasn't feeling like playing kickball or four-square or playing on the equipment. Um, But anyway, I had no use for my marbles at that point. I did not lose my marbles, but I could have. I could have totally lost my marbles, quite literally, and nobody would have noticed, I would not have have suffered any effect whatsoever in my schooling, um, in my socialization, in my playground activities, um, anywhere in fact. I did not use my marbles again, ever. Although I have to admit, I bought some marbles as an adult, and I still have them, because they're pretty and they sit on my table and I like them. But I've not used them for any purpose whatsoever. So this goes to show that you can lose your marbles and have no negative effects on you whatsoever, depending on the situation that you're in, right? If I had not had my marbles when I was in second and first and second grade at that school, I would Probably could have borrowed someone else's marbles, and that would have been okay, but, you know, it might have been more of a challenge. But in all the other situations, in all the other circumstances, I didn't need those marbles. They were pretty, but I didn't need them. I could have lost them, and I would have been fine. Now, this inequality of marbles, where... If I needed marbles in one situation, but didn't need them in another situation, I could have lost my marbles entirely in one situation and had a challenge, but in another situation been totally fine, it doesn't matter. So it's the inequality in the situation, the inequality of something given a certain situation that is the problem, not the inequality in, its, in and of itself. My next-door neighbor right here does not have any marbles. I have some marbles. That inequality is not a problem at all. So we need to remove the idea that inequality is bad. Inequality is the norm. I don't have any leaves. The trees outside, okay. Well, a lot of them have lost their leaves because it's winter time. It is December. Well, actually, nope. Sorry, it's January. Happy New Year! <laughs> it is January first. About five o'clock in the morning, January first. Um. But at least some of the trees outside still have leaves. The the pines um, have leaves, and so I don't have any leaves. But the trees have leaves. Oh my God! Inequality. Uh, we you know we have to we have to change the law. We have to have a have a rally, protest, a war against inequality. No wait. Um, inequality is fine. Inequality is the norm. It is the way things are. Some individuals have more of something, and other individuals have less of it. But because each individual is different, that's okay. So inequality of money. This is the metaphor we're working with. I actually was not talking about losing your marbles in the usual metaphor sense, but I was talking about losing your marbles in the metaphor of money. I was just listening to a, um, a presentation, a talk uh, given by Robert Reich, uh, who some of you may remember, actually ran for president a while, a while, a while back, um, but he was, uh, he's an economist, uh, a very progressive economist, uh, who written a lot of books. And he was, he was like the, I don't know whether he was a treasurer, he wasn't the treasurer, he was, he was like an economic advisor or something like that to probably Clinton, I believe, um, uh, I should say, um, I was going to say George Clinton. <laughs> economic advisor to George Clinton. Uh, no, I think George Clinton, who was, uh, for those of you who know Parliament Funkadelic, Music <laughs> musical band, um, that was George Clinton, I believe. Um, no, no. Uh, Bill Clinton. He was economic advisor, I believe, or something to Bill Clinton. Anyway. He was talking about inequality of money and saying how, you know, all the laws in the United States are so many of the laws, you know, because they're, they're run by uh, the government. is pretty much run by corporations and big money people um, that most of the laws are written to move money from the, uh, the, the people who have less money to the people who have more money already. Um, I'm like, OK, well, let's push that to its extreme Let's actually let that happen. Let's make it more so. Let's get rid of as much money on, the on you know, one side and give all the money to the people who want the money, right? Except that let's change the situation from the situation of where I was in sec- first and second grade uh, to the situation of where I was in the rest of the, my grade school. Let's make it so that... You don't need the marmots. You don't need the money. Let's make our 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 government, our society, our communities, starting at the community level and the family level, um, super local and the local, and make it so that we don't need money. And I don't mean by let's create you know a cryptocurrency that's that's money but not money. No, let's let's just stop this. Particular game of marbles, and let's start an entirely new way of living where you don't necessarily have to play that game. You can play a different game. You can play a game where there's only one ball, like Foursquare, where everyone shares it. Uh, so that might be a community center where everyone can go um, to get their resources. So there's there's one centralized location where you go and you can get your food and you get your electricity and you can get your, um, you know, education. You can get all the stuff that you need. Right. You can get your communication, your Internet, whatever. There's a community space so everyone can go there if they don't have these things at their own home. Or even if they don't have their own home, maybe they can, maybe they can stay there in the community center. Maybe there are residential areas in the community center as well. Um, you know, small, compact, you know, nothing more than absolute necessary for, for, you know, basic living necessities. So we have that option. And then there's uh, the the kickball option, which was the same thing. There's one ball and everybody gets to share it in the same, the same area. Um. Or there is the option of um, everybody sharing what they have. So, for example, I could bring in my marbles, since I had a lot of marbles, uh, to the new school system, and then people could use them on different days. You know, this is the library idea. So, you know, you buy one book for the whole group, From the rich people, (laughs) when you buy one movie, you know, you buy one copy of Star Wars, and then, you know, at different times, different people can borrow it and take it home um, and use it in their personal space, not sharing it at the same time, but, you know, sharing it over time. And then there's the option of people contributing um, their own specific skills and abilities to make the things that people need. Um, So for example, if I was out on the playground and we didn't have a game to play, we didn't know what a game, we could actually make up a game. You know, we could use our intellect and our creativity and we could say, well, let's invent a game using the resources that we have. You know, let's say we have trees. Let's invent a game that involves trees. You know, maybe it's some form of tree tag or something, <laughs> you know, um, so there's there's that other option of uh, not sharing physical resources, but using uh, the resources that actually exist already and using our intellect and our, our mental resources to come up with a way to use the resources that we have to serve the needs that we have directly without money. Without marbles. (laughs) So we can create an environment where we don't need the marbles or where we can use a limited number of marbles that one individual has. So this means that instead of worrying about who's got all the money and how we're going to move it around and how we're going to allocate it, we can just say, "Hey, you want money? Here, take all the money. You can keep it." That would be the same as you know somebody saying, "Here, here, have some marbles, Charlie. You can have all the marbles. We don't want them anymore. We don't need them. You keep them." And then everybody else doing something different. So we can give all the money. We can let the the people who want the money, the the Trumps and the Bill Gates's and the the Mark Zuckerberg's have all the money they want do whatever they want with it. And we can play a different game. We can come up with different ways of enjoying life, of coming together and meeting our needs for the, the playful, joyful activities that we want to do that make us feel better and are meaningful to us and improve our lives. So that's why you can lose your marbles and be totally fine, and why inequality, whether it be marbles or money, is totally fine, as long as we understand what we really want and what all the different alternatives are, all the different good ways are for getting what we want. And I'll leave you with that. And I do wish you a very happy new year and that you find ways of helping you and the people around you, the people you care about, the people maybe you don't care about, um, find what they need to be joyful and creative and awesome and achieve their dreams and your dreams. Namaste.